0: Ramsey Solutions broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. This is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis this hour. This is your show, America, so call us up, 888 825 5225. That's 888 825 5225. Reminder for those of you that enjoy the show if you've ever found it helpful, we need you to do us a favor. And go subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review. Share it with a friend. We want to help and impact more people like you, and that makes a huge difference. We can't do this without you. We appreciate that. And kicks us off this hour in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure. How can we help? Well, me and my husband are on, we have four, five, and six. And I'm struggling with, we're struggling with trying to find focus for steps five and six. Right now, we're paying an extra 500 a month on our house, which will get us done with the mortgage in about five years. Um, but we're, we haven't checked the, the kids' college off yet. Like, we're doing a little bit, and now I'm, we're just I'm trying to do the math and figure out how we can do it and still make progress on our house because it feels so good to have an end, uh, an end in sight for the house, and the kids are seven and two, and that just seems so far away. But uh, it just feels overwhelming to to save that much money for them to have college paid for. So I'm just looking for tips and advice on how to do that.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And balancing four, five, six can feel difficult because you're not sure how much to put towards one thing it's a little bit squishy there's no parameters of you have to put this amount like we say with investing mm-hmm. and that's because every situation is different and so in your case you do have a lot of time but that means it's a great time to invest for them because that money has so much time to grow and compound
1: right
0: so mm-hmm. right i i think the balance is working with a smart investor pro and doing the math and going all right juniors 2 in 16 years probably going off to college, so how can we make sure we have a big pile of money in 16 years? That may look like $2,000 a year for the next 16 years, and let that compound to close to six figures.
2: Well, and just getting started in general, I think is going to be good, even if it's $25 a month for each kid. Just
0: (laughs)
1: That's that's literally what we're doing. Our our two-year-old is getting $25 a month, and our seven-year-old is like $100 a month, and um, now I'm just trying to figure out yeah what what more to do how do we get to that like i'm just trying to get like a hundred thousand dollars in there by the time they're both 18 and is it bad to like for the two-year-old it wouldn't it takes like 200 dollars a month to get pretty darn close to that um and then our seven-year-old is it bad to just do lump try like i I, we should be able to get some lump sums with my summer gig i don't know well i think is it better to do monthly or lump sum
0: think about this ann and let's say it takes six years instead of five because we're investing a little more for the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, six years from now, the kids are going to be eight and 13 mm-hmm. and you have no yep. payments in the world. And so right. you have all of your income at your disposal to then save up and be able to help cash flow college. And so the oh, fact so you're even it, struggling okay? with this tells me you're in a good spot. What's that? Okay.
1: Is that okay to keep paying off that? Like, because I could take that 500, the extra month that we're paying on the house and put that towards the kids' college, but it feels so good to do that extra money on the house.
0: Yes, because there there's a, an, an end in sight that's a lot closer with the house payment, mm-hmm. and you free up a payment. Saving for college, you're yeah. never freeing up any payment like you are right, with debt. Right,
1: right.
2: Well, and, and right. it's, I love that you want to help your kids with college, but it's also not an obligation. You know, that is a mm-hmm. gift, and it's a wonderful thing to do, but it is still important for y'all to take care of your finances and be in a great spot when you hit retirement age. So... I definitely think okay. you can do both in this situation. I think you guys are in a great spot to be able to pay off the house. And even if there's a little bit left at, you know, where you don't quite have enough saved up for the kids college, I think you'll be able to cash flow quite a bit of it. But there's also scholarships. Mm-hmm. There's also picking an affordable school. There's a lot of different ways that they can still go debt free. But I think you're on the right track to accomplish both
0: goals. What's your income household?
1: Uh, um, 74000
0: Okay. And I imagine that income will go up over time. Mm-hmm. So that's only going to help the situation. But when I'm looking at the numbers, I go, okay, 500 a month at the house, that's 6 grand a year. Yeah, extra. Correct. What yep. if we could fully fund an ESA for both kids? That's 4 grand a year. So now we're talking mm-hmm. we need to find 10 grand worth of margin every year in order to keep up with both of these goals. Is that reasonable?
1: Yeah, that's reasonable.
0: And I think that will give you some peace and confidence that you're on the right track and you're not doing too much in one and not enough in the other. Just set a goal in each area, find that 10 grand in margin, and uh, make sure you're hitting that. And if you can do extra on top of that, that's only going to help both. And if you want to put that on the house for now, that's great. And then we can be more aggressive once the house is paid off and really ramp up the college savings.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. (laughs)
0: That's what we're here to do. Just make you feel a little bit better, Ann. Thank you so much for the call. You're doing so great. I just want to encourage you in that. You're in a great spot. Cameron joins us up next in D.C. Cameron, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. What's your question?
3: I just wanted to know what are some strategies that I can use to become more financially independent.
2: Well, tell us a little bit more about your
3: situation right now. Okay, so I recently graduated college with my master's in business administration and I graduated in August of 2021 and I've worked from then up until now and I've been able to save a good amount of money that I'm planning to use for a down payment for a condo or a townhouse in my area and I've just started a new job and that's where I'm at right now.
0: What's your income?
3: It's $55,000 a year.
0: Okay. And how much debt do you have?
3: I'm fortunate that I was able to graduate with no debt. Good awesome.
0: job. So no debt. And do you, have a, you have a pile of money. How much money do you have in the bank, liquid cash?
3: I have about $10,000.
0: Okay. And that would be considered your emergency fund? Is that about three to six months of expenses?
3: Yes. Well, I live at home with my mom now, so I, yes, i consider that.
0: Well, let's call emergency. that ten grand your emergency fund because we know you're not going to be living there you know, in the next few years, potentially. Yep. So any money beyond that 10000 now we can start to use to invest wisely, to save up for that down payment. And it sounds like your next goal is to get in, in a condo or house or and buy some property. Yes. And if you're going to do that, the, the way to do it is to save up a big down payment and Culture will tell you, hey, put as little down as possible and it'll be okay. The problem is it's really hard to be financially independent when you have a giant pile of debt hanging around your neck. Right. And you know what it's like to live debt free. You don't have payments, which means all of your income stays with you. So the more you can use that wisely to stock up a whole bunch of cash to get property to then pay that property off, that is the path to financial independence.
2: And you've done such a good job so far. The fact that you got an MBA with zero debt, that's a great accomplishment. So I encourage you to keep that debt-free mindset going forward because a
0: lot of people get
2: that great job and they're like, woohoo, let's buy a house, let's buy too much. But keep (laughs) that mindset. You're doing a great job.
0: Yeah. Keep living with your parents for another year, stack up a whole bunch of cash and maybe you'll have a down payment. And then I want you investing 15% of your income and that's the key. Culture will tell you financial independence looks a lot different, but the baby steps is the best path to do it. So make sure you're following those steps. Don't waver. Don't fall for a TikTok real estate investing scheme. Stay the course, my man. This is The Ramsey Show.
2: Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Next up, we have Bill calling from Midland, Michigan. Hey, Bill. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey, how's it going?
2: Hey, great. How can we help?
4: Um, so thanks for everything you guys do. Um, I've got a question. My wife and I are debt-free aside from the house, and uh, we're on four, five, and six right now we both own our own businesses. And, um, so we sold our previous house last year and we were able to put everything we made on that one onto our current one and only had to take out a loan for about $60,000. Awesome. And, um, I bought a $210,000 purchase, which was awesome and a huge blessing. But so I feel like, and think that we can pay off said house by December of this year if we keep saving what we're saving currently and um, talked to my wife about it. We only owe a balance right now of about just over 49,000 on it. because so we've been paying extra on it too. And um, had a conversation with her the other day, laid it all out and showed her and she was on board with it. And she was just like, she's like, I'm, I understand where you're coming from. And it's cool. And I'm on board with it, but I'd like to talk to my dad first together just to make sure it's a wise idea because her dad's a CPA and i said say all this prefacing the fact that I respect my father-in-law a lot. We have a great relationship. I respect his opinion, but he's also not necessarily like you know of debt, stay out of debt, care kind of guy, yeah. you know, like he buys, he kind of like, he's bought like a car on loans every couple of years, carries credit cards, which to each their own, like whatever, but we're on, I feel like we're on different levels of that idea. And so I was like, well, I'll talk to him, but I probably already know what he's going to say. <laughs> and so we had the conversation and he was like, well, I don't see the point of paying off such a small loan with such a small interest rate and you could just save up cash. I was like, well, I feel like we could pause our investing for a couple of months in order to do this and then restart the process of that. He's like, well, I wouldn't invest right now either because the market's crap. And I was like, well, what would you do? Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pay off the house and you wouldn't invest. And he's like, I just pile up cash. I was like, but we we've done that. And so... My question is, what
0: should we do? I think you switched the like conversation the to house. football and politics, and you do you when it comes to money. <laughs> now, does your father-in-law okay. pay your I bills? Didn't... Does he pay your mortgage? No. Okay, he just wanted and, to make and sure.
4: And I might say with you, like, I... He has an opinion, but his opinion is not the final vote. Yeah, I can have deep respect for the
0: man. I can love him. Same thing with my dad. You know, we talk money, and I get frustrated, and we change the subject because we are not going to agree. And I say, thank you for your opinion. We are not taking a poll at this time. (laughs) Uh, What's for dinner? You know, and so I think that's that's the relationship. Well, my
4: whole thing with it, too, is like, so there's a kind of a two parter is like, yes, it'll take out a lot of our savings, but we'll still have an emergency fund left over if we wait till December to do this, because we'll have at least five months of savings saved up and then we'll be able to save that money right back up. Plus then, you know, the house payment every single month. Yeah. And we both own our own businesses. I'm, my wife owns a uh, CrossFit gym and I'm a massage therapist. So, Aside from pandemics and whatnot ever happening again, like physically, I don't know when my last day of work's ever going to be. You know, and I make good money right now, so I'd better get everything paid off now while I make good money, so that later. I don't have to worry about that when I need to take a different
0: job. That's a great mentality. On top of that, Bill, I would not pause investing. So if you're doing four, five, and six, you're investing 15%. If you've got kids, you're putting some away for college. And then anything left over, we're throwing at the house. So I do agree. If you want to go down to you know four-month emergency fund and put the rest on the house and get this thing paid off, man, you're going to sleep better. And uh, your father-in-law, while probably a lovely person, doesn't get a vote when it comes to what you do with your money. So
2: when you guys are so close to the finish line, like a December payoff, that is going to be a debt-free house that you're going to keep for years moving forward. So that's just going to let you walk on that freedom and I think you're right as a business owner, that security that comes from having no mortgage, no payments in the world. It's just it's going to change the way you approach business. It's going to help you feel so much more free. So, yeah, I agree. Mm. Football Maybe politics. Maybe I politics. Mean that, I don't know. Little,
0: I personally <laughs> wouldn't. I stay away from all of that. I stay away from both, honestly. Sports, politics, <laughs> I know very little about either. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll yeah, stick to money. Money. But, <laughs> we might need some more conversation topics, yeah. George.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
2: all right. Next up, we have Dave calling from Jupiter, Florida. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey, guys. How you doing today? We're
2: doing great. How can we help?
4: Um, I had a question about renters insurance. If that was uh, something worth purchasing,
0: one thousand percent. Get it today. Yeah. What made you not want to get it? A lot of places require uh, well, it, but it depends on where you're renting.
4: Yeah. Well, it's it's actually uh, well, it's not for me personally. My sister, she lived on uh, she lived in Fort Myers. Uh, of course, there was the hurricane that just blew through there. Um, And so she's looking to uh, locate over here to the east coast of Florida, close to me, and she's needing to rent something. And she's more so looking, I guess the, I guess the the owner of the house that she was renting didn't have flood insurance. Mm
0: -hmm. Apparently
4: there's a lot of people who don't have flood insurance in Florida. um, So it's new to me, but she started asking me about renter's insurance and I had no idea about renter's insurance. So I figured I'd ask you guys for your advice or even if that covers anything like flood damage.
0: Well, most of them don't. You're going to need to add that onto the renter's insurance. And so you can uh, have her contact Xander Insurance through our website, Ramsey Solutions. And she definitely needs renter's insurance today. Uh, and it covers a ton. I mean, I, it for sure will cover fire, hail, lightning, theft and vandalism, windstorm, plumbing, system freezes, a vehicle hits your house, someone gets hurt in the house. There, it covers all types of things. And it's super cheap. I mean, you're talking 10 to 20 bucks a month for most most of these policies. Now, I don't know with Florida. I know it's been crazy with the hurricane and floods and people can't get insurance. They're having to pay crazy, crazy amounts of money to get covered. But it's just part of the deal if you're going to live in one of these you know, areas that are prone to flooding. So right. definitely get it.
2: Yeah, it's so important. And so, that's great that you're having that conversation with her because there's a lot of young people that have no clue. They, they get out there, they get their apartment, they think that if that was required, it would be part of the They
0: think their landlord's insurance covers their stuff, and it doesn't. And Dave right. had this happen to uh, his, one of his tenants way back in the day, and there was a fire. And they said, okay, when, when do we get our check for all of our stuff? And Dave's like, that's not how it works. I legally can't even do that. And so they, I mean, it was a hard, stupid tax they learned and a really sad one to not have renter's insurance in place. And so if you are a renter, part of the deal is you get renter's insurance. And a lot of, you know, apartment complexes require it. Well, when I was renting, and some landlords should. I feel like if you're a landlord, please require your renters to get it because it protects you and, of course, your tenants. So this is a A1, you got to get in place. And our friends at Xander can help you out and make sure they, they will shop independently all of the best companies out there to find you the best rate in your area. So I highly recommend doing that today.
2: Yeah, and having those conversations, it's so important. I mean, I know you've talked a lot about insurance and just doing a checkup overall. I think it's important, it's a good call out to just, I mean, renters insurance is important, but there's a lot of different types of insurance that people need to make sure that they have in their life that they have covered. Oh, and yeah. it's, not, it's not something that usually comes up over like, you know, dinner. The <laughs> dinner happy hour,
0: <laughs> right. let's talk renters insurance. <laughs> well, we did a, a free five day walkthrough uh, called Confidence in Your Coverage. You can sign up for that at com slash confidence. And every day for five days, there's a three-minute video from me, and I'm breaking down a different type of insurance. I promise you, I at least attempted jokes. I mean, it's insurance, so, like, I get it. But if you uh, if you don't enjoy it, you get your money back, and the check is going to be exactly worth what you paid, and it's $0. So, com slash confidence. If you want uh, some weekend plans, you can start to tune into those videos, Christina. I know that's what you're itching to nope. do. <laughs>
2: Well, you don't often hear the word jokes and insurance in the same sentence, but if anybody can make that work together, it's you.
0: I tried my hardest. I'm like, we need to make money fun at all costs. And if that means me trying to make a dumb joke that even gets your brain to go, gosh, that joke was so dumb. I feel like at least you're paying attention. So if you need some
2: entertainment around insurance, y'all, check it out. There you go. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Christina Ellis, joined today by my co-host, George Camel. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Next up, we have John calling from Los Angeles, California. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Hi. How can we help? Uh,
6: I had an insurance question, life insurance. Um, I'm 70 years old, and I have a term life insurance policy it's good until um, 2025 and it's costing me about 200 a month. And my uh, financial advisor said that I should get a whole life insurance now while I'm still 70 instead of waiting till I'm a couple years older. And it's gonna, I, I've already um, applied for it and I can get it, but it's gonna be like $1,165 a month. I was just wondering if it would be better to hold off, let my other term life run out, and then try to get another term life, or to try to get a whole life.
2: Did your agent quote you for another term life, or did he just offer you whole life?
6: They just offered me whole
0: life. Mm. Can I tell you what's actually going on here, John? Pardon me? Can I tell you what's actually happening here? Yeah. Your financial advisor is just a whole life salesman. And the reason he's pushing whole life is because he's making a giant spread on that premium and he's going to make very little comparatively on a term life policy.
2: Yeah, the fact that he didn't even offer you or quote you the term life is a pretty big red flag. So tell us a little bit more about your financial situation. Um, Do you have any debt?
6: Um, I have a house payment. That's the only thing. What's in retirement? Um I have Social Security and a uh, retirement from the IBEW. Okay. What's that amount to? It's not a lot. It's only about 3800 a month. Okay. So the
0: idea with term life is that by the time it's over, you're self-insured and you'd be able to cover any costs. Um, so if you don't have that ability to cover those costs, I would still steer you to another term life policy, even though it's going to be expensive, but it still won't be nearly as expensive as that whole life policy.
6: Right. That's what I was thinking. I, I'm just, he's trying to tell, and the whole life that they're talking about is 300,000 and the term that I have now is 500,000.
0: Yeah. It's cause whole life sucks and it's super expensive. And, uh, as an example, a $250,000 policy might cost you two sixty dollars a month on your premiums with Whole Life. But with a term life policy, might cost you $13 a month. So it's astronomically cheaper uh, for the same amount of coverage. And the money you save, you can invest the difference if you've got it. And Whole Life is terrible because it tries to do two things at once. It tries to be an investment vehicle and an insurance vehicle, and it ends up not being great at either one. So if I'm you, honestly, in your shoes, I'm firing the financial advisor and saying, hey, it's been great working with you, uh, sayonara. And you can go connect with a better financial advisor called SmartVestor Pro at RamseySolutions.com who isn't going to steer you towards these crappy whole life policies. So wishing you the best, John, with these decisions, but run far away from this. Yeah. that's. Ugh, it just breaks my heart when financial <sighs> advisors, who you go to because you trust them, With your biggest life decisions and your biggest money decisions steer you to these crappy products. Also, they can get a bigger cut.
2: That's just sad. It feels like such a cash grab. But thank you for calling. I'm glad you know you did have that gut
0: check that made you go, "This
2: just doesn't feel right." Thank you
0: for that, John. Hopefully, we we talked him off the ledge. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Up next, we have Julie calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee.
7: Hey, Julie, welcome to the show. Hi.
2: Hey. So.
7: I'm gonna jump right in so I'm working two full-time jobs right now um, and physically just kind of feel like I'm killing myself um, so I'm wondering does it make sense to pay for a certification um, and go through some training that would allow me to take an online job even though I'm you know still drowning in debt and all of those things well how much debt do you have about 60,000
2: okay and what what kind of work are you doing right now with these two full-time jobs
7: so I am a teacher, and then I work in a factory at night.
2: Wow, you are hustling!
7: Whew, those What's,
2: are not yeah. easy jobs.
7: No, no, they're not. No wonder you feel
0: tired. What's your total income from those <laughs> jobs?
7: Uh, my total income is about sixty thousand with those two. Mm.
2: So, if you were to go back to school, what would you want to study?
7: Well, um, I have a degree already in business administration, um, but I was thinking if I go more for a certification not in a college, um, either something in accounting that would allow me to do that or um, something in web development, uh, maybe back-end web development. I mean,
2: that's definitely a possibility. I mean, have you looked into jobs that you could get right now without an extra certification that are outside of teaching?
7: Well, the teaching job is the one that I really want to hold on to. It doesn't okay. pay much of anything, but it's kind of what makes me human. So Aww. I want to hold
2: that. Hey, we need more people like you in the God world. bless the teachers. As a mother, I am very <laughs> concerned about the education system. So thank you for what you do. <laughs> well, thank you. So this extra job, are you looking at another full-time job that's basically online?
7: Yeah, maybe full-time. I think part-time I could probably do, but it would slow down any process of getting rid of debt, for sure. Yeah. Have you looked at the price of the certification programs? Not really, no. I've looked just a little bit here and there, um, but it would take a lot of research to figure out, you know, get past just all the advertisements to get to what's real.
2: Yeah, well, I know that there are some pretty affordable ones right now and some are even free. I know that a lot of companies like I I believe Google's got a really cool program right now where they'll train people for jobs that they're that they have in demand and they'll train people for free. So really, I mean, with a business administration degree, I mean, there's a lot of possibility right now to look into potentially a very low cost or free program that could yield a pretty cool job.
0: Yeah. And I'm going okay. to give you, Julie, Ken Coleman's Get Clear Career Assessment to help you figure out exactly what the path is, because you mentioned a few options there, and I want you to not just do the one that pays the most, but do the one that you're also passionate about. And I think you can make great money doing the thing that you love, and that's what our friend Ken teaches every day. So we're going to give you that. It'll take you about 20 minutes to go through, but that will help steer you towards the right direction. Uh, what kind of debt is this, a 60K?
7: So it's a pretty even three-way split with student loan, a car, and then just credit card, you know, junk debt.
0: Okay. Have you cut up the cards?
7: No, but I don't use them.
0: Then cut them up. That's a great way to never be able to use them. Uh, It can become a crutch when you fall on hard times and you go, well, at least the credit card companies are there for me, except they're not, because they're there at 22% interest, keeping you in debt longer and longer. So cut those up. Uh, Would you consider selling the car? Is it worth more than you owe?
7: Um, No, it's not. So I actually just bought out my sister's lease. Uh, which was the cheapest way to get a car because our other car um, didn't have air conditioning. We'd fix it several times, and then it goes back out. We were just kind of draining money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure that there's really a better option for me to go for right now.
0: So what's left on the car loan?
7: We just did that, so it's right at 20
0: Okay. When you say we, who is involved here? My husband. Okay. Is his income factored into this? No, it's not. So what, is, is his income not helping pay down this debt?
7: Yes and no, we're we're not organized. We're all over the place. Um, and so we, we still feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck, pinching the pennies. Um,
0: yeah, that's, just, that's the yeah. real crisis here, Julie. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put you guys uh, through Financial Peace University on us if you're willing to do it. Is he on board or is he kind of skeptical towards this whole thing and going, well, that's your debt, not mine?
7: What's his well, attitude? we share our finances. We share the finances, but I'm really the one who manages it. And so I think it's, he doesn't feel all the stress that I do because it's easier for him not to look at it as intently so as I do. So you're
0: carrying the brunt of all of the stress and burden and two full-time jobs, and he's like, well, she manages the money.
7: I guess. Oh, Julie, guess Julie, that. Julie.
0: All right, we're going to gift it to you. I hope that you guys go through it, have a serious conversation, and go, I'm not okay. I'm scared. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I need you on board in this marriage. And if he's not willing to do that, we got bigger issues, and counseling needs to get involved here. Yeah. But I'm so sorry, Julie.
2: That's tough. And y'all are just running so fast right now, taking the time to, you know, slow down, get educated, get on a budget. That alone is probably going to save
0: y'all so much. Yeah. So hang on the line. We'll get you the Get Clear assessment and Financial Peace University. We're cheering you on. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, 1 Peter 3.8. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Maya Angelou said, My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Ooh, love that. Love that from Maya. Good stuff. That's awesome. All right, to the phones we go. Javier joins us in Phoenix. Welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing?
8: I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, what's going on? So um, I just had a question. So I, we, were, we were me and my wife were like pretty much on baby step two. We we saved a thousand dollars and we started snowballing our our, our debt. But uh, the question is, should I put that on hold? And just try to focus on just raising more money. Um, I had a drunk driver crash into my house about two weeks ago.
0: Oh, my goodness. And
8: it, yeah. Told uh, of my wife's vehicle. So instead of having the two vehicles, we're down to one. Luckily for her, she works from home, but we still have to get the kids to school and then back from while I'm at work.
6: So and no one was um, injured?
8: We got, we, got, no one was injured, thank God. Yeah, there oh, okay. was no fire in the house, no water damage. It was just basically like, I guess you want to call it cosmetic. He came straight barreling through the, the front door pretty much. Oh,
0: wow. That's scary. And it damaged yeah. your wife's
8: vehicle? It, so it was a total loss of my wife's vehicle. And, um, so what we got, I mean, it was nothing brand new. We had a 2012, uh, uh Hyundai Tucson. And with my fault, because the driver who crashed into us didn't have no insurance. So it's basically all on our insurance. Yeah. Luckily we have full coverage. So, you know, we, we got it paid out, but, Uh, I guess with the comps around town and because of the year and the mileage, um, they only gave us about seven grand after deductibles. Um, so should I put on hold trying to rebuild uh, our our $1,000, uh, emergency fund and the snowball debt to try to make up the difference to get something close to that same year and model?
2: How much is it to replace the car? You said they gave you seven thousand. How much would it be to get? A they gave 2000? us
8: seven thousand, um, but I mean, just the size of the, the family. Um, we're just trying to find something like a like a crossover because we have a sedan. Uh, well, we had a sedan, so we're trying to find a crossover. You know, like to just kind of sponge everything because more than likely, once they start construction on the home, we're gonna have to leave. And it's just basically, uh, depending on where we go, um, we might have to be taking the dogs back and forth uh, to either my sister's or my father-in-law's house. Mm. So I need something big enough to, like, get the dogs in there.
0: Okay. How much money do you have in the bank right now, aside from the 7000 Right 000?
8: now, uh, apart from the 7000 I probably got maybe, like, 500 and, and my little side account that I have for savings. And how much debt do y'all have? Um, well, we just have the house. And we have maybe one credit card that's probably like about um about twenty five hundred.
0: Okay. okay, so that would be the only thing in your debt snowball is that credit card. Yeah, and then we'd be no, moving well, I mean, it's, on to it's
8: two credit cards, but that's like the, the total amount, and we're almost done with the smaller one.
0: Okay, and then what's your income?
8: Uh, my income, I want to say I make about uh, thirty thousand a year, and then my wife is probably just under me. So she's probably like maybe thirty six, thirty
0: eight. So about seventy five grand a year gross income for both of you. Yes. Okay. So how quickly can we save up another few grand and get a vehicle?
8: Um, I'm hoping within like uh, a couple of months because I do have a part time job, um, but it's only one day a week. But I mean, it is a full eight hour hour shift that I'm getting on there, okay. But on top of it, my my Monday through Friday, and then she's just Monday through Friday.
0: So if you've got seventy five hundred to your name, I'm going to put away one thousand of that for the starter emergency fund, which okay. leaves you sixty five hundred, and that becomes the car mm-hmm. fund. And we are going to get a car like next month. And if it's not the dream car, that's okay. We can always yeah, upgrade yeah, yeah. later and sell that one and upgrade to the bigger one. Right now, it, it we can't be super picky. Yeah, and you're going to be in a very different place six months from now. Explain
8: to my wife. I need to try, and my wife doesn't get it. She's like, "I, we need something. We're not getting anything older. We need the same year." And I'm just like, I just can't get through to her on that part. So I'm just
0: mentally, she's stuck on. She wants that exact car, and now that car is ten grand instead of seven.
5: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: So let's see, can we save up two grand in the next month and just sell as much as we can, work as much as we can extra, shave our expenses as much as we can so that we can expedite this process, get that vehicle. Then we're going to focus on getting back to the debt, paying off the 2500 cut up the cards. We're closing them. We're not going to use them anymore as an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to focus on getting a fully funded emergency fund in place so we never have to deal with this kind of stress again.
3: Yes. Yes. That's what
8: exactly I need to do. But it's just weird because I I feel like sometimes like she doesn't see my point of view. And then I tell her like, well, Dave Ramsey, she's like, I don't want to hear about Dave Ramsey. Well, that's,
0: yeah, that's not going to get you, get you where you want to go.
2: Well, and I think it's important to just acknowledge that she's probably grieving this. Like this wasn't just like her car broke down. This was a big deal. Somebody came onto her property and wrecked and she lost a car that was, you know, she liked, she was happy with that car. And so this is a lot to process for her so i think just giving her space and time to grieve a bit while also making the right financial decisions um could be helpful yeah. just acknowledging just how big of an emotional thing that is to overcome um i think yeah. the numbers i think what george said is great you're you can find a big vehicle for 6500 dollars. i mean it's not going to be the most glamorous vehicle
0: um, it may be an 09 instead of the 2012 okay
2: yeah, but it's both and. It's it's doing the right financial decisions, but also giving her space to grieve and acknowledge those emotions and kind of work through and process. Because having what y'all went through happen, where it affected your house, it affected your car. That's a huge deal.
0: Yeah, and we're going to gift you one year of Financial Peace University. I want you and your wife to sit down together, watch all nine lessons think that will get you on the same page and it will turn dave's uh, name from a cuss word into a happy name yeah that's what we want for you guys so hang on the line austin will pick up we'll gift you that financial peace university thanks well for and call.
2: it'll help you see the future too because right now it's like this moment is so heavy but going through financial peace you're going to be able to see the why of the 6500 hundred dollar car right get now. a bigger the, picture yeah
0: that's good all right ashton joins us up next in springfield missouri ashton welcome to the show Hey,
5: guys, I want to uh, just say God bless you both. Um, it's uh, it's an honor.
0: Oh, thank you. What's going on?
5: So, uh, long story short, I'll make this quick. I know I believe I'm one of the last callers. Me and my wife um, just had the privilege to pay off all our debt this past May, and uh, God is so
0: good, man. Way to go. To Congratulations. First foremost.
5: Awesome. She uh, She's a mini Christina, let's just say that.
0: Ah.
5: <laughs> we love like to it. hear it. she got driven. She got her whole entire um bachelor's paid for through a scholarship to where um I mean it's just got I mean god bless that that's amazing. But so I cool. was the knucklehead and took out the student loan. So I was 36,000 roughly Oh in me debt. too. And we <laughs> we paid like that it too. off in 17 months. <laughs> that's so great. Hey, yes, join the party, man. But, but it's gone now. Yeah, let me Oh yeah, let me get to the question. I apologize. So now that she's in grad school, she's going to doctor of physical therapy school, and she's also getting all of that paid for through a scholarship. Way However, to go. I know. It, it's, it's incredible. She's uh, part of a Native American tribe, and so there's a lot of opportunities out there for those that may not necessarily think they can. Yeah. And so I just want to put that
0: out there. Okay, we got about um, less than gonna... a minute. What's the question we can oh, help okay, with today? Okay,
5: here we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. So there's going to be clinical rotations— um, on her last year of of grad school, and so that's a lot of traveling, four different locations within nine months. Should I start investing now? Should we pile up cash um, for that storm, or should we do a little both? How and old we are don't you? Don't have two?
0: any housing right now. I'm 25. I just turned 25, and she's 23. Okay, I would say to pile up yes, cash sir. for the next year and see what life looks like. You guys have plenty of time to invest and that'll yes, give you sir. guys some peace uh, while she's in school and we're figuring out what the next steps look like. Beyond that, yes, we can split the difference. We can start saving up a down payment. We can use that cash towards that. We can start investing and in fully fund a Roth IRA if we're in a good spot with the yes, down sir. payment, depending on the home that you're looking at. And so I think you go about this with wisdom, and we don't know what her income's going to be either, right? Right, right. We are daily
5: listeners, so we're all in. We've been all in. And so I figured you'd say that, so I just wanted to get a verification.
0: We're, we're not surprising around here, Christina. We're pretty, <laughs> you pretty much know what we're going to say. I love yeah, it. Sure. Y'all
2: are rock stars. Way to go. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I feel good is, about your
0: future. She is incredible,
5: guys. i married up for sure. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. the only way Smart to do man. it, my
0: man. We love to hear it. <laughs> well, that puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Christina Ellis, all the folks in the booth, Austin, Ben, James, Zach. And Andrew. And you, America, we can't do this show without you. We appreciate you listening in. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Do you love a good day, Brand?